Unrelated. 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 not talk like that. Anything happen in the since the last time we uh, spoke? Um, well, we are no longer in the throes of um, a <laughs> wannabe dictator, yeah. which is nice. Dark. Yep. And nice. Um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, hold on. I bumped something there. No problem. He He also, on his way out, though, took a nice big shit in the White House and in the Capitol, basically. Uh, it's absolutely baffling that that would happen. And I know we've talked about this many times in the past, but mm-hmm. um, man, it, if those weren't white people, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you texted me that day, mm-hmm. um, I was just sort of out and about taking care of my daily stuff. Right. Not that I go out very often. This is like my monthly run to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And you said there people are, are they they are in the White House or they're in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. They've breached the barrier and they're into the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was expecting to come home and turn on the TV and see like a few nutcases mm-hmm. that had hopped the fence or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it was just straight up full blown freaking revolution, man. Yep. Yep. And I know this is, you know, this is because when we're in March now, so we're about a month and a half out, out of the resur- resurrection, <laughs> the insurrection. It's, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a resurrection for the country, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. White people are like, yeah, this is what we used to do. Oh, shit. Um, and, you know, this is well-trodden sort of um, conversation that every I think a lot of people have at least us black people have been having and just like you said you know had they been have they been black had it been um black nuns who had gotten lost on their tour through the capital and took a left instead of a right and gotten lost there would have been a slaughter right oh, um 100% what but what I and, and this is the thing that's well-trodden, what I just couldn't get over, even though I wasn't surprised that something like this could happen, was the sheer privilege that they had in coming in there, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were recording themselves committing this crime. And and according to them, it wasn't a crime. So you kind of understand, right? If If you or I seriously thought that well, Hillary Clinton was eating babies, right? And and uh, not Ted Danson, who is it? Uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> but Ted Danson well probably be... got something to do with it too. Well, let's be yeah, honest. he's he's liberal too. I mean, I uh, he's a liberal uh, libtard as well. Um, you know, we would be doing the same thing, wouldn't we? If we thought that the uh, president of the United States has called us into the White House because you know um, there's a a, uh, a a baby raping ring of people who are being led by these people, Nancy Pelosi and apparently Mike Pence now, I guess we would kind of do the same thing, right? Respectfully, no, we wouldn't because we spent four years of that shit watching it. And what happened? People protested in the streets, right? you know, like it was much more orderly. 
Yeah, I guess, but you are absolutely right, right? Because um, Black people being shot in the street is something that you would want to go defend. And we didn't... uh, we didn't burn down police stations, even though they will say that we did, right? Because Right. The thing that always comes up that I keep hearing mm-hmm. over and over again online, and I've heard some white people talk about it, and I've had mm-hmm. to just, you know, firmly uh, disavail them of that um, notion mm-hmm. as best I could, is mm-hmm. that everybody always wants to bring up like, oh, well, it was okay to loot businesses and, and right. set, uh, I think they always say like, set a footlocker on fire. Like, I, and I love that like the footlocker <laughs> is like their fucking Alamo. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like what yeah. would it have been if it was Best Buy? Yeah. <laughs> or it, it, let me tell you what though, if it was Costco, I'd have yeah. been, I'd have lost my mind because that's my shit. I love Costco. I know um, and it's, it's, I should be ashamed of it and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I embrace it. I don't think I I've ever it. been in a Costco. I'm not being elitist. I've just, I've actually never been in one. Wouldn't know what it looks like. Wouldn't know where to find one, actually. It's a gigantic warehouse. I feel like <laughs> we've just... talked about, have we talked about this on a couple of occasions? I, Probably. I mean, <laughs> if it were, if, if Costco were a woman, I'd have proposed already. <laughs> I fucking love Costco. I get made fun of all the time by friends. Um, yeah that uh my, my work friends used to tease me all the time about it because i seriously i had whole outfits that i fucking bought, <laughs> bought at costco and it's you not necessarily buy, be- you can buy clothes at costco you can buy clothes at costco yeah they have um i'm such a elitist oh dude libtard. you're not missing oh i mean seriously like i love it because you can get um like i'll buy it's a little depressing being a single man going uh-huh. into Costco. And I imagine just being single period. Right. Um, you're going in and it's like, Oh, I could buy, you know, 10 steaks. <laughs> and it's like, Oh yeah, but I'm only going to eat like one of them this week. And the rest are going to sit in the freezer and get freezer burn. Right. But I go there and I buy like um, produce and I'll like stock up on things like bread or frozen food. And then I don't have to go out for the next you know, uh, two months for things like that. Right. Um, and is it, is the whole idea that they get things, I guess, is it wholesale? Like they get huge quantities of things. So you buy it, them. Yeah, at I discount? guess you're getting a price break on it because okay. you're buying bulk. bulk I, I know bulk, a lot of restaurants and things yeah. like that um, buy things there. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then if, I mean, anyway, how did I get on that? Oh, if, if they had gone Costco. after, if, yes. if Costco had been burned, mm-hmm. I would have, I I might have had to pick a side, man. Okay. And it might not have been the side that you would have thought I would have picked. <laughs> um, but no, they always want to bring up that like, oh, mm-hmm. you burned a footlocker and that was okay. And the mm-hmm. thing is, it's not fucking okay. And we right. never said it was okay. There might have right. been people who were saying it was okay. Right. But the majority, as we've talked about, the majority of the people who were protesting were not doing things like that. Yeah. You know, but you look at what happened on uh, January 6th, 6th, was it? 6th. Yeah, January 6th. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the people that were at that rally did that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's no getting around that. I yeah. mean, and and the people who were protesting weren't running into 7-Eleven or fucking Foot Locker or whatever mm-hmm. with assault rifles as a matter of fact the yeah. people that were the counter protesters like who's that douchebag up in north Carol, um north dakota or 
Minneapolis or they remember the kid that went and shot three oh, or four oh, people. Kyle I can't think of his Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. That's the name. Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry that I dropped so many upper Midwest states into the mix trying to explain that everybody. What's the difference, guys? I mean, that's that's my East Coast liberal talking. <laughs> yeah, um, having lived all my over, I, I'm yeah. not a hundred percent. Um disagreeing with you <laughs> but at the same time yeah i think it was I, I i believe it was i believe it was in wisconsin maybe minnesota a- anyway yeah, the guy who shot right? four black lives matter protesters mm-hmm. and i don't know to get back i guess to where we were was it you know on one six all these lunatics run in they're literally screaming things like hang Mike Pence, kill Mike Pence mm-hmm. and videotaping, well, not video, um, recording themselves on social media, live streaming in some cases. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people that just sort of collectively shrugged about it, you know, notably some prominent Republican senators yeah, who went back that day and were basically like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you, you know, this is the eternal eternal question I have, right? Because there are, as it's been, you know, coined famously by uh, Kellyanne Conway, uh, alternative facts, right? Yeah. And it starts to feel, you know, I start to understand on a real visceral level, uh, and this is another term of art that's been thrown around a bunch of times, but I, I start to understand gaslighting. I've had... Um, a few friends of mine or acquaint loved ones of mine who have been in abusive relationships. Right. Yeah. And, and we touched I, on that a little bit last time we touched on that. And, you know, as a person who luckily hasn't been in a relationship like that on either side, um, you know, it's, it's hard to really completely understand what your friend is going through when they're telling you that, uh, well, she hit me again or, um, you know, he keeps yelling at me and he kind of pushed me up against the wall and, and he, you know, he blames me for the reason why he gets mad and stuff like that. And like the, the way the, the abuser manages to sort of twist reality such that even the person who is, even the person who's being confided in, in this, in this case, me, sure. thinks, huh, maybe you know, maybe he has a point, like maybe, maybe I'm not seeing this correctly because what that person is doing to you, that person is so convinced of their rightness Mm -hmm. that maybe there's something behind this. Not that I'm ever on the side of an abuser, but I understand now watching these people convinced that they're, they're fighting for some sort of cause, a real cause, right? Um, It, it, there's a part of me that says, well, is there anything to this, right? I don't think that Hillary Clinton eats baby faces, right? I don't mm-hmm. think that Tom Hanks does that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that the election was stolen at all, right? Right. But like, how did you get this fucking convinced? And then the overall question is not not just this Capitol riot, but then I, I, want, I want to talk about like the sort of cult of white supremacy. Like there's something, uh, you know, the overarching thing is like, a bunch of white people who have really bought in to the fact that this is, you know, their land and their world and they are owed something 
because of, you know, the greatness of, I don't know, being white. I don't know. Sure. As far as that goes, I mean, as I said, I've grown, I grew up in a really conservative religious family Mm -hmm. and there are things that I didn't even realize that were odd to me. I mean, one of them is obviously the racism thing, which we've talked about. Right. And like, just, just recently I had a, I had one of those moments. I had a, had a very, very dear friend of mine, uh, best friend from college, passed away. Mm, sorry about that. And this is since we spoke last. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as I'm thinking back all the good times we had, and um, I started looking for all these things that we had put together, you know, things like um, pictures and just little, little things that, you know, reminded me of him. And, mm. I don't know where they are and they're probably like in a landfill somewhere because my parents have no sense of sentimentality and probably pitched it. But I had these video cassettes. Somebody had come to our, um, come to our school and when I was in college and they did this green screen thing where you could like dance to, or like lip sync or whatever. And you'd be in front of like this green screen. And, you know, at the time it was like super innovative and they'd give you like the cassette of it. And I forget what it was that he and I did this thing too. I think we were like on skateboards and just kind of going like this and pretending we were, I'm I'm doing this. Like you can see it on the podcast, Um, just kind of acting like we were pushing along skateboards. And I remember like it was me and him and he's uh, he was, I want to say he was about six, eight, six, nine, very tall man. Mm. He was black and he always stood out in a crowd, you know, like in white, um, you know, like white upstate New York. Yeah. And, but we were like, yeah, we were like, yeah, I know, you know, but I mean, we were like fricking frack. And so we did this thing. um, And I remember it was just us on the skateboards or whatever. And I remember showing some family members at like one of our get togethers and we were all laughing hysterically because it was Mm. really stupid and really funny. And we were both hamming it up. Right. And I just remember my grandmother laughing hysterically at it. Mm -hmm. And I just like this, as I said, this just popped into my head like a Mm. few weeks ago when this all went down Mm. and I don't know if I'd suppressed it or what, but I remember my grandmother just laughing hysterically. I was like, oh, I didn't think Grammy thought this was, would have thought this was funny. Right. And she, I remember her blurting out like, he's so black. Wow. Yeah. 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 So like I grew up around that stuff. And at that point I knew it was fucked up, mm-hmm. but like it made me think of all these other things mm-hmm. that had been along the way. Now I bring that up because, you know, being indoctrinated into a world like that, it takes some hard questioning. Mm-hmm. so when I after college I got caught up in like a multi-level marketing thing mm, I did too I did yeah. a little Amway and, for a second right no mine was like something called like it was like all environmental shit I want to say it was called like Equinox or something like that mm-hmm. but I got caught up in that and this is the closest I can relate to somebody being like in a cult yeah I remember being so into it and I would go to these meetings and you get like all like worked up about it Mm -hmm. and you start believing that like, Oh, I'm going to sell some shit and make some money. Mm -hmm. And you never do. Yeah. It's it's a very select few that do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry. I'm pausing because I'm going to burp. No problem. Okay. Jesus Christ. Are you okay, man? 
I was just drinking. I was drinking something carbonated earlier, and I just felt it bubbling, and I was trying to force it down. Um, I could have just done it right into the mic, but I'm a fan. I'm fancy. So there, there was a big scandal with that particular multi-level marketing company. Mm -hmm. Some like 2020 or somebody like that did an expose on it, and they Mm -hmm. did like a hidden camera thing they went into one of the big events right and, and they got the guy who was the the head of it mm-hmm. freaking the fuck out screaming at somebody mm-hmm. because somebody had asked like oh well how i forget what it was something to the effect of like uh you know they, they give you this big spiel about how it's this and it's this and it's mm-hmm. this and you can make all this money and you're part of this team and something along the lines of like some woman asked well you know how does this you know how did how does this affect me like as uh like an like a native american woman or african-american woman whatever it was right right. and he lost his fucking shit screaming at her about they didn't have the term for it at the time Mm -hmm. but like identity politics or whatever Mm -hmm. so then it got all this bad press and now i'm sitting there with all this product like dead in the water You know, (laughs) and I just remember being so fucking devastated. Like my whole worldview of the last year or two Mm. was turned on its ear. Yeah. Like, even though I hadn't been making any money, Mm -hmm. I believed that I could. And I believed that this was the pathway to it. And then Mm -hmm. when it suddenly like exploded, I remember being so fucking lost and despondent Mm. for like a month or so. Mm -hmm. Again, I feel like that's the one thing in my background that I can sort of relate to that cultish level mm-hmm. of thought. You know, right. if you've been force fed or uh, probably force fed at first, but mm-hmm. then start going down the rabbit hole on your own mm-hmm. of looking about like, oh, Tom Hanks is a pedophile and there's a pedophile mm-hmm. ring and Hillary Clinton eats babies and mm-hmm. drinks blood and yeah. da 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 you know you you're in an echo chamber you start to really put stock in it Mm -hmm. you know again we saw that blow up on january 6th i mean these people truly 100 percent believe that the thing that i've um sort of come to understand um because i kind of tied this to abusive relationships um oh right yeah you know but like all of it what i the thing that i realized is that um or, the, or let me posit this theory or hypothesis. Um, I, did we talk about that R. Kelly um, documentary? Um, I watched that on Lifetime, R. Kelly's, um, I forget what it's called, but it's on Lifetime. It's like a six-part Yeah, we, we touched on it briefly last time, I believe. Yeah, and the thing that got me and the thing that I also connected to some of the you know abusive relationships that I've witnessed in my life is that it never starts at full tilt boogie when you first meet that person right and so r kelly's thing is if he meets the 13 year old girl and then in the mall and all that stuff he starts off you know if he invites her to the um i'm gonna make you a star i'm uh, coming by the studio let me see what your voice is like right and he calls Mm -hmm. her and it's like the most famous and and i know we kind of touched on this but i just want to get to the point um you know he he'll call the woman and it's like the greatest r and b star of our time is calling me personally to invite me to his home to like check out my music and all that stuff and then the one thing he says is like oh and by the way just call me daddy and it's like weird but it's like 
really small. It's like a small drip, like daddy. If right. he gets you to call you daddy, right, then it's like a, a slow escalation. And then two years later, you're locked in his home asking permission to go to the bathroom, asking permission to eat, asking how much you can eat, asking who am I going to sleep with next daddy for you, right? And I right, think right, that, right. So with the multi-level marketing, I mean, my experience with um, Amway, and I had this funny experience with this perfume seller or whatever that was the kind of the same thing. Like I wasn't in it as much. I, I kind of started to feel weird as soon as I was, I, I don't even think I bought product at that point. Like I was like, this is just weird. I'm, I've been to enough of these meetings and it just feels weird to me. Um, but it's like that, that little that little bit of hope or that little bit of truth or that little weird thing that they get you to do. And like, you know me, I, I'm always talking about cults. So the Nexium cult where the women were eventually branding their vaginas with the, the dude's name and all that stuff, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. It like starts so innocuously. And of course it always has like, we're going to save the world. You're going to be rich. You're going to find yourself. You're going to face your fears. Like, and who you're going to change want, the world. You're going to change the world. And who doesn't want that? And that's the, the carrot that brings you along. So when I see like white supremacy, I forget who said it, but like white supremacy is, is an incredibly effective methodology, right? If, if white supremacy was actually a good thing, right? Like if there was a reason for it, right? Mm -hmm. A good reason for it. How fucking effective is it, right? Like think about the things that we've touched on um, from my perspective growing up in a lot of white areas and white spaces, right? And, and everywhere I look is, is being reinforced that white people are awesome. They're smart. They're beautiful. You want your hair like them. You want your skin like them. You want your noses like them. The entire Jackson family completely transformed their faces. Sure, sure. Right? And so we're all in this cult. I guess that's that's my point. Some of us are more extreme than others. Some of us realize that we're in the cult and we're trying to get out. But then some of them, like the capital people, have gone so far over the deep end that they believe the their own mythological bullshit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think the scary thing about now, and we've seen it slowly building coming to a head over the last four years, or at least right. anybody who's been paying attention. Right. These people have always been there. Yeah. It's just that they were given a voice and they were encouraged, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I'm past the point of apologizing for politics on this show. Um, Trump's a piece of shit and he really was working that to his advantage. Come on, Chris, um, give him a chance. Yeah, right. Actually, you know who's you know who's you know who's really funny on Twitter is uh, Michael Ian Black. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Oh, he cracks me the fuck up, yeah, and he always great. he he always puts things like that, like totally deadpan. He'll be like, "Do you really think we gave him a chance?" <laughs> and then, like going into the election, he'll be like, "You know." I'm not decided quite yet, you know? And then like the day after he'd be like, I'm not really sure where I stand on who I'm going to choose as a candidate just yet. Uh, he's just so deadpan, about, but he's freaking hilarious. You know, bring it back to what you had said earlier about the, um, the abusive relationships mm -hmm. and making excuses. Mm -hmm. Um, we've touched on it before. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been in those situations. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of the 
uh, let's put it this way. Nobody's going to come to you mm -hmm. if you are a confident person mm -hmm. for the most part mm -hmm. and be able to twist you into that world. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's an absolute, but I mm -hmm. think that if you are confident with yourself and you're willing to speak up and defend yourself, you're a lot less likely to have something like that happen. Right. If you come from abuse mm -hmm. or if you are not confident and somebody comes to you and they are confident, you're mm -hmm. always going to gravitate towards that. Right. Now, you know, there's a plenty of cases where the person that's doing that, th that you are attracted to is not a bad person. Right. You know, they may be using it to their advantage to get you to buy a car mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. I mean, you yeah. are a far more confident person than me in a lot of aspects, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're a source of encouragement for me in, in some aspects of life, right? right you know, right. Mm -hmm. but then there are the people who are charismatic and all these things and are the predators. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get into trouble as somebody who want, you're looking for an answer. And so mm -hmm. when somebody gives you one, you mm -hmm. gravitate towards it. Right. Right. You know, and I think that a lot of these people who are part of the, um, cult 45, as I will call them, or, mm -hmm. you know, the QAnon world, mm -hmm. they were looking for some answers in their lives, mm -hmm. you know, and then somebody comes along and says, well, this is why your life sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because there's baby rapists and mm -hmm. there are lizard people. Mm -hmm. And when you are not confident and you are not educated on top of that. And I don't mean just educated, like you didn't go to school right. I mean like educated that you were like a critical thinker mm -hmm. and ask questions and just say, well, you know, I read this on this website. That's not even like a well-trafficked website. Maybe I should go look this up somewhere else. Right. Right. And then you've got people telling you, oh, well, you know, mainstream media lies to you. It's just this perfect storm. The number yeah. of people that I've had say to me over the last several years, like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't believe what I hear in the mainstream media. Well, mm -hmm. well then what are you fucking listening to? Yeah, that's what I... What else is there? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't alternative, you know, places to look for information, mm -hmm. but for you to just say out of hand, like every fucking media outlet in the world is like against what you believe. Right. Where, the, where do you get the info? Yeah. I mean, even if you're you're listening to Susie, who you know at work, mm -hmm. who sits at two cubes down, who is like a conspiracy theorist, where the fuck is she getting her info from? <laughs> yeah. You know, what is it, just a game of telephone? Yeah. And I think the, the thing is, with all mythologies, right, it's there's a, there's an ego component, right? Like you become the center of the story. Right. You're the person with the secret. You're the person who has the force and everybody else doesn't. You get the lightsaber, right? And I think the genius behind the QAnon stuff is all those Q drops where they're like, you know, some mysterious person is giving just you the secret and you and your friends and everybody else is a fool. I mean, I, I feel like it's like... It's it's behind every religion, every cult, every single kind of thing that centers one group of people against the world, right? Right, you right. You guys get to be the hero. And I think what you touched on, which is um, really 
a key is the critical thinking element, right? It's like you you haven't been taught how to think. Like part of the indoctrination and all indoctrinations, right? If you think about every cult, every abusive relationship, the last thing the abuser wants you to do is think for yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So they do everything they can to isolate you from the rest of the world, to fear the rest of the world, to mistrust the rest of the world so that you are much more controllable. So R. Kelly will, you know, has a harem of young women in his home who literally, there was one woman who was like telling her story where if she had to go to the bathroom, She'd have to stay in her room, stamp on the floor and hope R. Kelly heard her and then call down to him and say, you know, uh, daddy, can I go to the bathroom? Like, like shit like that. Jesus right. Jesus Christ. And it's, and it's incredible. And it's also a testament to how malleable our minds are. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I, I, I appreciate you saying that I'm a confident person, but like, you know, it, we're all, um, we're all, uh, we all can be subject to this, right? Yeah. We all can be um, uh, we push the right buttons in any one of us at the right time. And I could be saying, hey, Mr. Seacock, can I go to the bathroom right now? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, that kind and of thing. No, you cannot. You have to stay here and record oh, the rest of the podcast. Also, I just want to jump in and say, yeah. I didn't say you were like the most confident person in the world. I said you're more confident than me, oh, which I'm, frankly, yeah. the bar is not particularly high. <laughs> I mean, you know. my ego that said, oh, thank you. I am the most. No, no, it, it, yeah. it is a compliment. It, yeah. it is 100% a compliment. I mean, you're yeah. not just above the bar. You're way above the bar. But like oh. in fairness, like, you know. Saying you're more confident than me is not necessarily. <laughs> I should I mean? start a cult. <laughs> yeah, right. You um, should start a cult, bro. I, oh, dude, I we have talked time and again about just um, jokingly. Yeah. But if we just came up with some cockamamie thing, dude, and pushed it towards QAnon, yeah, I, these people are fucking idiots. Any and, anything, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and and you know, just on that, um. I'll, I'll talk about the abusive relationship thing first. Sure. One of the things that is key in abusive relationships that you touched on is the, the isolation. Mm. And anybody that's been in one, I mean, to varying degrees, mm -hmm. you've seen it. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that I've been in relationships, um, a couple in particular that were really bad mm -hmm. and, you start believing, you want to believe the best about the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like if you're a good person, you want to believe that they're a good person, that their intentions are, are real. And, and at first, as you said, they, they rope you in with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I got in these situations where I realized that like, oh, it wasn't just that he didn't like these friends because they canceled on us for dinner one time. Mm -hmm. It was that you didn't want me around the friends, mm. but you don't mm -hmm. realize it until far down the road because the friends would be like, yo, she's bad for you. Right. Right. You know? Um, and I'm not to say that I'm blameless in, in any of these relationships. I mean, mm -hmm. but my side of things was coming from a, like a sort of normal shitty place when right. things went wrong, right. as opposed to trying to destroy the person mentally and emotionally. Right. I had another point in there somewhere, but, Again, unrelated, we went on some tangent and I have no fucking yeah. idea what I, mean, I was going to say. That's the point of the podcast. But uh, one thing that you just did touch, down, touch on, which I also find fascinating, is the the person who 
I don't know if this is the right way to put it, that sort of gets off on controlling a person or dominating a person in that way. I, I had a conversation just recently with somebody who sort of made this revelation to me that there's a there's a paradigm in our country um, that you can only be successful if you're stepping on somebody else's neck doing it, right? You know, right. I am rich because you're poor and keeping you poor or keeping you homeless or whatever makes me feel successful. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? Like we, especially this, if we're talking about this country, this country, you know, has been celebrated for being the richest country in the world with all the resources and we got all the shit. So how is it possible that a country like ours still has, you know, homeless people that still has people who can't get food, who, do, who don't have access to education, right? We just, and I know this is my liberal self coming out and my science nerd self coming out, but like you and I geeked out about the Mars Rover Perseverance landing and then getting footage from a fucking another planet. Oh, and by the way, this rover also has a little helicopter that's going to fly around itself, right? And we watched the landing in kind of real time, you know, minus the eight minute you right. know, delay. Right. And we, we, we did that, <laughs> right? Uh, with a plum, right? And, and if we can do that, right, it's, it is actually the things that we're talking about here that we're having problems with are trivial, right? Like there's no, there's no way there should be anybody homeless or without any access to food or water, right? We just watched what happened in Texas when the big storm hit Texas and the entire yeah. state got shut down because they didn't weatherize the equipment that's like literally all they had to do it's like they didn't put snow tires on their car right it's like not, right, not but the, the texans but the 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 you know the, sure uh, sure and and the thing is first of all fuck ted cruz like who goes on that guy who goes on vacation like i mean if you still look at that guy and support that guy that yeah. is that's yeah. the type of thing like an somebody who's being abused but there do, you go you yeah. know like oh no, no no he's still a good senator no he's really not <laughs> he basically said fuck you and went on vacation yeah and then made up stories about it how about how much these people are hated in their personal lives too yeah. that somebody released personal texts to the new york <laughs> times basically of the, the cruises saying oh yeah we're going on this vacation and yeah. all these details of it yeah it blew up their spot you know yeah. i mean can, can you imagine being a, somebody that was in their social circle it's just like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> i'm done with I, your ass I bet it wasn't somebody. It was some bodies, like like a bunch. Oh, I'm there, sure. there was like a subtweet or subtext on the side of like, are you? Can you motherfucking believe the fucking cruises just invited us to fucking Cancun? Fuck those people. And then there was like the one person who was like, oh come on. And it's like, no, fuck it. You know what? I'm calling the New York Times right fucking now. And then everybody was like, everybody liked the comment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, yeah. you know, on that, uh, to go back to the, the Texas thing, mm -hmm. you know, in, in one sense, you would never expect that something like that would happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you didn't even prepare for some eventuality that could be like that and didn't have any fail safes in place, that's scary. But I think that it's sort of indicative of everybody wants like smaller government, smaller mm -hmm. government, unless it benefits them in some right. way. Mm -hmm. And before I remember before I left New York years ago, mm -hmm. it, um, when I left the first time, I've been living there for a long time and uh, Bloomberg became mayor. Right. And the budget wasn't in the best shape, you know, in the uh, 
in the Bush years. Mm -hmm. And I remember he started, um, he being Bloomberg, started slashing all these programs. Mm -hmm. And one of them that he slashed to make up some budget shortfalls was the graffiti task force. Right. Because there wasn't any graffiti. So why do we need a graffiti task force? Right. And I don't know if you remember what happened after that, but mm -hmm. New York City exploded again with graffiti once mm -hmm. they got rid of people in the police department who were looking out for that sort of thing. Right. As a matter of fact, the side of my apartment building got tagged within mm -hmm. weeks of that mm -hmm. because nobody was looking out for it. Right. So just to say that, oh, well, it's not happening doesn't mean yeah. it can't. Well, I'll also say with Texas, this not as huge of a storm, but 10 years ago, they had the same problem. It wasn't as apocalyptic as it is now, but mm -hmm. they went through the same thing and everybody was like, hey, guys, especially with global warming or, or climate change, this can happen again. I mean, they they got fucked over already and they were warned about it. And I think the number, the price to weatherize the equipment wasn't billions of dollars. It was like, you know, tens of millions. It was like something that any one of them could have written a check and then been fine, right? Sure. So they have they were forewarned about this and this was just inevitable, in, inevitable, sorry. Yeah, it's another one of those things where it's like free market isn't always the answer. Yeah. You know, like all the energy there, as I understand, has been privatized. Privatization is a fucking load of bullshit, people. 100%. You commie bastard. You not, here's the thing. Charles. Not that every single, it's not an absolute. There are yeah. things that you can privatize and who gives a fuck. Sure. But like when it comes to things that are a matter of like public welfare, yeah, you yeah. can't pri like you can't privatize schools mm -hmm. like we're seeing the fallout of trying to privatize schools. Right. There are people that are uneducated for mm -hmm. decades, mm -hmm. undereducated, and we get bullshit like QAnon, mm -hmm. yep. you know, because people don't have critical thinking skills. Right. I mean, for fuck's sake, back when we were kids and we were in middle school and early high school, there was like home ec. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, here, we're going to teach you how to live daily life. We're going to yep. teach you some practical skills. Balance a checkbook. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't exist anymore. I mean, yeah. some schools it does. Mm -hmm. But, like, you shouldn't have to be, not that you can't pay to get a better, more focused education. I'm right. not saying there can't be private schools. But when you, the, when the trend is towards taking things away from public mm -hmm. for the benefit of private and for-profit institutions, right. you get this because yeah. everybody that is in the public sphere is going to start looking towards the private sphere to make more money. Right. And all we fucking care about in this country is money. Yeah. It's what our healthcare system, why it's been broken for so long. That's the healthcare system. That's most everything. And again, I'm on your side. I mean, there are things that make sense to be privatized, right? But there are like the, I'm only going to copy what you just said. Anything for the general public good should be public. Like it, it doesn't make any sense and you can still make your money. You know, Mr. Rich Captain of the Industry, whatever the fuck yeah, you're, you're, you are. It, it actually makes it better for you, right? Because right. you have a pool of people to choose from to come work for your whatever the fuck your company exactly. is. Exactly. You know? I mean, the same Makes thing sense. with like minimum wage, things like that. It's do you not understand that eventually everybody's going to make more money? Right. Because people will have more money to spend. Yeah. Like these stimulus checks. Like, yeah. oh, and I know some people that I 
respect and think very highly of mm-hmm. in other aspects of their lives. <laughs> but <laughs> they'll say things like, oh, well, if they're just handing out money, why would people ever start working again? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, asshole, they're doing it during this crisis. Yeah. And if you think that the people who are benefiting and getting like, say, an extra $300 in unemployment a week, yeah. or the people who are getting a lavish $600 check from the government aren't going to spend every fucking cent of that and put it back into the economy, you're out 100%. of your fucking mind. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like they're giving it to like George Clooney and he's just rolling it up into <laughs> fucking, you know, cigarettes and yeah. fucking smoking them. Yeah, you know, or like shoveling them into the the fireplace. We love you, George, yeah. or I do anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, anyway, I wish you brought up Ed Harris because oh, know, okay, yeah. yeah. So Sorry. Ed Harris isn't burning <laughs> these things in his fireplace. Ed Harris would never do anything like no, that. No, Ed Harris yeah. is flawless, fucking flawless. As somebody just contacted me the other day. Um, uh, I was speaking with an ex girlfriend. <laughs> she said. She goes, I didn't know this about Ed Harris, that you loved Ed Harris so much. And I was like, she's like, I say that all the time. And I said, you say Ed fucking Harris? And she said, no, no, no. I say how great he is. But now I'm going to start saying Ed fucking Harris. <laughs> Ed fucking Harris. Ed Holy fucking be that, Harris. Blessed be his name. I, I kind of just uh, like in the back of my mind, every time we talk about him, I keep thinking like you should like in school you know you would fold a note and like have them pass it along to somebody do one of those to um to tessa and just be like hey next time you're on the set with him just (laughs) hand it to him and he opens it up and it just says ed fucking harris we fucking love you (laughs) (laughs) well that's the cult we should start you know what i mean like hell harris uh hail harris sounds weird harris sounds weird okay anyway never mind you know going back to that um privatization versus public works and all that stuff it's like tying it back to the the cult and all that stuff that person that made that comment about oh what do you think that you know the uh the person who's getting an extra three hundred dollars for the month is gonna sort of like roll it up into cigarettes and not gonna work ever again do you think that person actually believes that a person who needs another three hundred dollars a week do you think they believe that yes or Yes. So you think they believe it, huh? I do. Yeah. I had, a, not too long ago, I had a discussion with, with some people. Uh, we were talking about um, something about people getting jobs mm-hmm. and people knowing what it's like to be at a job. I said, well, some people are never around that. Like there's mm-hmm. people like, say like in, let's say inner cities. Right. Okay. And because I'm going to, you know, there's the racial component to inner city as opposed to. Right, right you know, out in the sticks. Not that that doesn't exist, but let's say inner cities. Mm -hmm. I said, well, don't they see that on TV? I said, there's some people that don't even have TVs. Right. You know, all they see is like, if I'm growing up in a poor neighborhood in the city Mm -hmm. and everybody I know is barely making it, Mm -hmm. but the guys who are slinging drugs are making a ton of money Mm -hmm. and the guy, you know, like, why would I not aspire to be that person? That's what you do. You aspire to be a doctor. You aspire to be a lawyer. You Mm -hmm. aspire to be like a salesperson so that you can make a ton of bank. Well, if that's the only thing I see, why wouldn't I want to do that too? Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, come on. They've seen it on TV. I said, some people don't even have TVs. And they said, people there, nobody doesn't have a TV. Everybody's got a TV. Wow. And and I said, do you really think that? And yeah. they're like, come on. It's like, it's 2020. Like people, everybody's got a TV at this point. 
it's just so myopic and, yeah. and and to just say dismissively like that that come on everybody's got one that's such a place of privilege i hear it all the time when like welfare comes up and they'll be like mm -hmm. oh you're just handing out cell phones to poor people yeah how do you expect them to get a job right a phone is a critical thing yeah so if we don't have landlines anymore Mm -hmm. Where do you think those phones come from? You'd be just as pissed at them if they didn't have a phone and they couldn't get in touch with people. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be, oh, deadbeat, why don't you get a phone? It's so, until you expand your worldview mm -hmm. and look beyond the end of your own nose, I believe that was in the old Mary Poppins movie. Like, <laughs> you can't see beyond the end of your nose, you yes. know, unless you look beyond your little world walk a mile in somebody else's shoes as the saying goes mm -hmm. how can you know i hate reality tv mm -hmm. but i loved the idea of that show undercover boss oh right mm -hmm. you know where somebody somebody that's making the money now is they have that you know like they're in disguise and they got to do the fucking cash register for a right. week like mm -hmm. get in there but most people don't want to do that everybody yeah. as you said wants to stand on the neck of somebody they want to stand right. on the shoulders of somebody right. and not acknowledge that you're standing on the shoulders of somebody right that depresses the shit out of me only because there's no way to force well, I guess you can force somebody to sort of live outside of the world that they've grown up in, but there's no way to change a person's mind or expose them if they're not open to it. Do you know what I mean? It's like trying yeah. to convince a QAnon person that this shit is all bullshit. You can't give them facts. You can't sit there and go, no, there are people who don't have TVs or there are people who can't afford bus fare to get on the bus to go to the, the place to interview for a job. You, you know what I mean? You can't tell them those facts because they won't accept those facts right right so the, and, their only way to you know the only way like, like you said with the multi-level marketing like something unhooked you from that and it was you right like that guy freaked out on stage or whatever it was or you saw that and that's what opened your mind just a quick aside that the other perfume multi-marketing thing that i did for like i didn't even do like i met the guy this is like in the 90s yeah because i was still at university and there there was a whole thing where when you went to a mall there was always these these uh women young girls you know, uh, teenagers my age who were always like coming up to you, like sort of forcefully, like touching you on the arm and saying, yes, from like the kiosks, the kiosks. Right. And they were aggressive. They would follow you. They would say, Hey, don't you need, you know, something smell good for your girl or don't you need to like buy something for your mom. Right. And they were so aggressive. And I don't know, I think there was a woman that I went to school with who was like, yeah, you should try this out. It's, I'm, I'm making money doing that. Not realizing that I was her next mark to like, you know, do the multi-marketing thing, sure. right? right? Like you have to go meet the guy, the head of the, whatever the group is, you know, like the, the tier the grand, system. The, the yeah. grand center. Yeah. So the guy <laughs> on the head of the tier who's under the guy who's named Mr. Han, like the, the mysterious Mr. Han is the guy who like started the top whole of the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you might find videos of him on YouTube, perhaps, and he's like that stereotypical, he's got like the Hawaiian shirt on and he's standing on a yacht talking about all the money he makes right and, right right and it's really crazy but 
but th this guy, I'll never forget walking into his office because he's going to interview me to see if I got the stuff to be, you know, sell the perfume in the malls, right? And he's this kind of like overweight guy. He's sitting behind this ornate desk. There's like a bay window behind him. So it's like sort of an impressive office, but it's in a mall. Like it's, it's upstairs. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, what's that cat's name? Um, what's that great Showtime series about the lawyer from Breaking Bad? Um, Better Call Saul. He, uh -huh. You know, it's Better Call Saul, but like he's got to live it more than Saul, right? And so I'll never forget like the interview because he's like talking to me and he's kind of like trying to figure out what my weaknesses are and, oh, you go to school and, oh, you do this and, oh, you, I went to Cornell. So like he was already sort of like trying to test my intelligence and could tell he's trying to see what my weaknesses were. I think I said, yeah, okay, I think I'd be good as a salesperson, right? And he goes, okay, good. Almost like out of a comic book, he gets out of his chair, his cheap like fake leather chair, he uh -huh. turns his back and looks out of his bay window, crosses his hands behind him like that pensive thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He goes, just remember one thing. Don't fuck with Mr. Han's money. And I kind of giggled like you did for a second. And then he kind of slowly movie turned towards me. And I like was like, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to dude, total Lex Luthor. And I was like, sure, cool, man. Like, when you're ready to send me the product, I'm great. And then I just turned around, got in my car, and drove off. And I never, yeah. <laughs> but I'll never forget, don't fuck with Mr. Han's money. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> You know what's funny about and first of all, that sounds like a line from like Big Trouble in Little China. Holy shit, yeah. Which I know movie. you love. I but love um the thing I always found now in hindsight, when we look at those things, mm -hmm. like the multi-level marketing, or even like a car salesman, mm -hmm. um, it's funny that they try to make you feel like you're the one missing out. But the yeah. fact of the matter is they need you so desperately. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. And and so anybody that's listening to this that has not gone through that stage of their life yet, just know that they're the ones that really need yeah. you. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Yeah. So you are in control. You can be mm -hmm. like, you know, like with a car sales person, just be like, yeah, not really not interested. I think I'm going to go somewhere else. They will drop their pants <laughs> to get you to buy a car. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry to let that secret out, but yeah. it's the truth. Hey, it's Chris. We went really long when we talked this time, so we broke it up into two parts. If you look, you'll see that there's also an episode nine, part two. Check it out, and we will catch you on the flip side. And I can't believe I just said flip side. That's the dumbest thing ever. Forget that last part. See you soon.